This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Applications are open right now for Westside residents to go get money to buy their own e-bike or electric car. Transportation is an issue that we've been hearing a lot about lately, from reliability on the CTA to bike lane safety. And these problems are also happening on the West Side. Residents of the area find trouble to just getting around, and more groups are focusing on alternative options. So there's a new program, the Mobility Opportunities Fund. It's a partnership with a local nonprofit and ComEd, and it hopes to tackle this very issue. With us now in the studio are leaders of that nonprofit, Obayi Reed, who's the president and CEO of Equiticity, that's a racial equity group based in North Lawndale, and Ramel Terry, who's director of programs for Equiticity. Thank you both for joining us. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. So, Obayi, before we get into the program, I want you to tell us a little bit about your group, Equiticity. Sure. Happy to. Thank you for having us. Equiticity is a racial equity movement operationalizing racial equity by harnessing our collective power through research, advocacy, programs, community mobility rituals, and social enterprises to improve the lives of black, brown, and indigenous people in our society. We're a national organization. However, we're headquartered in Chicago, and we're the most active in the North Lawndale neighborhood on the west side of Chicago. So tell me more about what your work looks like on a day-to-day, week-to-week in North Lawndale. Sure. So we do a few different things. We do uh, a series of community mobility rituals in North Lawndale uh, from May to October, where we do bike rides, walking tours, public transit excursions, and other types of mobility events. We also do research to better understand the severity of the problem and where where resources should be distributed to address inequities. And we do programs. So some of the programs that Ramel lead include um, a One Lawndale bike team at Farragut High School. Um, We do a program called Bike Force, which is a workforce development program teaching young people about the technologies inside of an e-bike. And in this new program that we've just recently launched called Mobility Opportunities Fund. Yeah, tell us about the Mobility Opportunities Fund and more importantly, why you started it. Sure. So the Mobility Opportunities Fund is a program designed to provide financial stipends to North Lawndale residents for the, to help them purchase climate-friendly transportation. So we're providing stipends to residents to purchase conventional bikes, e-bikes, e-cargo bikes, and electric vehicles. And the reason why is there's two, there's two reasons. One is this electrification wave that is coming to our society mm-hmm. is going to be transformative. And without some real distinct strategies focused on racially marginalized communities, our communities will be left back from this transportation revolution that's happening in our society. And the other reason we want to do it is because our neighborhoods are the most adversely impacted by both transportation inequities and climate inequities. And one way to address those inequities is to get more people using transportation yeah. that is not um, the conventional car, you know. Right. We want we want our people using climate-friendly transportation like bikes, transit, etc. Yeah, let's let's piggyback off that Ramel. Your your group it sounds like it made a, a made it a point to give these stipends for electric and green methods of transportation. Yes, because uh, as Obai pointed out, it's very important that our community is not left behind, right? And there's also this underlying piece that we don't directly talk about, but it's a huge benefit, and that is the health and wellness, right, of these individuals that are taking advantage of these opportunities. Yeah, tell us more about that. So we are giving stipends for things that require a pedal, 
right? Right. So you are not, it's not a scooter because those are some of the questions that have been asked. Hey, can I use this for an electric scooter? And it's like, no, because we want you to have access to this uh, alternative mode of transportation, but we want you to be active about it. And when you think about the electric vehicles, right, we're helping out the climate and the environment because we are not having these emission issues. So we're helping people to do something that is a benefit not only to themselves, but to the larger community, but we don't have to sort of like force it down their throat. Mm. Well, uh, tell us about the stipends. How much can people actually get, Ramel? Well, I'm glad that you asked. Uh, these stipends amount are great. So for a conventional bike, you can receive $350. For an e-bike, you can receive $750. For an e-cargo bike, it is $1,300. And for an electric vehicle, it is $3,500. Wow. Those are good amounts. Yes. Well, how many stipends will be awarded, Obai? I'm going to pass to Ramel on that one. <laughs> so um, when it comes to the number of stipends, we have allotted for 250 stipends broken down into the various categories that we've already outlined. I see. And and the, the stipends, are they for particular vendors? How How flexible? Are they? So we're pretty flexible. We do have vendors that we're partnering with because we want everything to be very hyper local, right? So we want to support our uh, local businesses and we want to make it easy for our residents. So we are doing local vendors and they do have the autonomy, especially when it comes to these electric vehicles, to go where they see fit. But there will need to be a third party vendor agreement between us and the vendor I see. so that they can receive you know, the stipend. And are they just getting cash or? The vendors would expense I see. any cost to us. So we're, you know, making sure that anyone that is coming through their doors has access to their approval and all the information surrounding their stipend, but then that expense would be accrued by us. And so we're clear, how are you deciding who's eligible, Ramel? So the eligibility criteria is really very simple because our goal is to address low to moderate income applicants within the North Lawndale community. So if you are 18 years of age, if you are a North Lawndale resident, and then if you meet the low to moderate income guidelines, then you are in fact eligible. And to add to that, because I said 18 years or older, Mm -hmm. parents are also able to apply for their minor children. So we do have that consideration in place as well. Obaya, I want to go back to some of the the, the points you were making when we first started our our discussion, and and that's talking about mobility on the West Side. What are the problems that you're seeing neighbors experience every day? Um, Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of problems with uh, transportation on the West Side of Chicago, like many uh, predominantly black and brown neighborhoods in Chicago and across the country. Um, the number one concern often with respect to uh, transportation is violence. And <clears throat> our research, we did research called Mobility Justice in Chicago. We, f- we uncovered the deep concern people have around violence to the extent that it shapes their mode of choice. So people are calculating around, should I walk, should I bike, should I drive, should I take transit, with the primary concern being violence. Um, and we think about violence in three ways, interpersonal, vehicular, and police. All three types of violence are driving us to make decisions we should not have to make. For example, in our neighborhoods, we feel compelled to own a car. Despite it being a low to moderate income neighborhood and Mm -hmm. spending a significant amount of our income on car ownership, we feel compelled to own a car because we feel that's the safest way to get around our neighborhoods and our city. 
Um, so that's one. And then the city's, um, you know, commitment to top-down policymaking uh, with regards to transportation and other sectors in our city is a barrier. When people in our neighborhoods don't feel a sense of ownership of the planning process, the product of that planning process, they won't engage in the infrastructure. Oftentimes in our neighborhoods, we don't support bicycle infrastructure and traffic calming infrastructure in part because the city has not done a good job of communicating with us, creating community ownership of the planning process, and helping us understand how does this infrastructure improve the things we care most about? How does it reduce violence? How does it create jobs? How does it uh, contribute to more increased economic opportunities? Those are the things that we care about, and the city has not done a good job of telling that story in a way that compels us to get to, to support these uh, these infrastructure projects. Yeah, as you talk about the increase in economic opportunities, the program is expanding employment, right? Tell us how it will address that. Sure. So it's a, it's a few th- things. One is giving people access to transportation allows them to get to where the job centers are. You know, in our society, we have a, especially true in Chicago, we have a spatial mismatch, meaning the job seekers are in one part of the city and the job centers where the jobs are located is, you know, some far distance Somewhere away. Somewhere else, yeah. We have to close that spatial mismatch. And giving people transportation to get to the job centers is one vehicle to close that, that mismatch. So giving somebody a car or a bike or what have you to get to the job center is a big deal. And then also, when, when we give somebody a, give, give someone access to transportation, they're in, a, they're in a much different position to go and look for jobs, to get to better schools, to get to recreational opportunities, get to... Engage, you know, in, in civic engagement, all of that creates opportunities for people to improve life outcomes when yeah. transportation is no longer a barrier. Is bike maintenance or repair a part of this program, Ramel? Yes, it is. Thank you for asking. So one of the programs that are uh, that's also under my purview is, oh, I mentioned early on, Bike Force, right? Okay. So we are planning to offer low to no cost repairs for any of these bikes that are purchased through our program. We're also going to require a training so that those who are receiving these stipends have a knowledge and understanding of basic bike mechanics and how to utilize this new technology, right? Because it will be new to a lot of people. It's very exciting. So people are like, oh, yeah, I want one of those. But we want to also ensure that they know how to properly operate this new bike that they are acquiring. And while we're here, let's talk more about how groups like yours have been working to address these mobility issues that Obai just laid out for us. So obviously you've launched this mobility uh, opportunities fund, but you know, as he alluded to earlier, there are other things, right, that your organization is doing. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So as I talked, uh, as I mentioned, the bike force program is one of those where we're working with youth within the North Lawndale community, teaching them about this emerging technology, right, so that they are prepared to take on the career opportunities that will come forth from this new industry. Mm -hmm. And we're also having the One Lawndale Bike Team, which, again, allows for us to build a sense of community and work directly with community residents to address some of these concerns around the violence that they perceive every day. Because it's very different when you are uh, thinking you have to ride alone. But when you see, you know, tens or hundreds of people riding throughout your community, you seem to, you know, your guard is let down a little bit and you can see some of the safety um, 
And Obi, I don't know if you have any other additions sure. to that. Yeah, I'll just talk in addition to what Ramel mentioned. A few things that we're doing on the research side, we published a we we published a research product called Biking Wear Black, where we found black people are more than eight times that black people are eight times more likely to be stopped for riding a bike on the sidewalk than white white people in our city. And we also found largely where we're being stopped is mm-hmm. on arterial streets that feel dangerous without bike infrastructure. So that's two inequities coming together. We call those compounding inequities, infrastructure inequity, and enforcement inequity. And then on the um, on the advocacy side, we are working to establish racially equitable traffic safety here in Chicago in mm-hmm. partnership with a brand new coalition called the Free to Move Coalition here in Chicago, where we want to limit the number of interactions between the police and black and brown people. Some of the work we're working to uh, achieve in the city is to uh, remove policing from low-level traffic stops. Uh, we want to decriminalize public transit fare evasion. We want to uh, end pretextual stops by the police. We want to we want to decrease the number of interactions between black and brown people and the police. And we're confident when doing that, yeah. we'll have a potential in reducing police violence and the overcriminalization in our neighborhoods. So we hosted two mayoral forums last week uh, with seven of the nine candidates. We talked then about an, a number of issues, crime, education, transportation was another big one. Here is Mayor Lightfoot and former CPS CEO Paul Vallis addressing transportation. We also uh, accelerated the amount of alternative forms of public transportation, scooters, uh, electric bikes, and other things like that. Again, using data and bringing those to areas of the city that they haven't been before, like the south side uh, and the west side. The bottom line is there is there are comprehensive plans out there that the advocates have been advocating for and pushing for so many years. Do it. Make a commitment to it. So, uh, Obai Lightfoot mentioned they're accelerating the amount of alternative forms of transport, like e-bikes and scooters in the south and west sides. I'm curious your thoughts on, on what Vallis had to say. Is it enough to, to just listen to advocates and implement their plans and ideas, like he says? No, it's not. It's not just enough to listen to advocates. What we need is community ownership. We practice a framework called the Community Engagement to Ownership Spectrum, developed by Facilitating Power, What that spectrum uh, espouses is the need for all of us to share power, share resources, to come to the decision-making table together and together decide how we implement projects and programs to have an impact on our neighborhoods. Just, you know, asking us what we need and you say you go and do it, that doesn't create ownership. Well, let's squeeze in one more clip here. This is activist Jamal Green and Alderman Rod Sawyer. We obviously must audit the bus routes, right? We have uh, a lot of routes that are not being used as much as they need to, and then a lot of places that actually need routes, right? So we need to audit our routes uh, completely so that we're making sure that uh, all of the disparities are being met. We want the CTA to be the primary focus of getting from A to B throughout the city of Chicago, and that has to happen so that we can reduce our reliance upon vehicles And that includes having access to parking structures and other parking rides, which we do not have on the south and west sides, not nearly enough. So just a few seconds here, Ramel, but the parking structures that the alderman's talking about, they're they're places for people to park and then get on CTA. Do you agree there just aren't enough? I definitely agree. So uh, before you go, I do want to 
shout out your group hosting an in-person um, application event this Saturday. Real quick, what do listeners need to know about that? Yes, uh, Saturday, February 18th, we are hosting an in-person application intake for the Mobility Opportunities Fund. It's an opportunity for North Flandale residents to come out, learn about the Mobility Opportunities Fund, as well as apply. And we also are doing a special um no, not to um, Black History Month. Nice. So we'll have people coming in talking about North Lawndale, the history there. And we're hosting it at the UIC uh, MLK Center, which we know okay. Martin Luther King is very important to the North Lawndale community. So I encourage everybody to come on come out. Come on out. Well, we'll leave it there. Ramel Terry is the director of programs for of North, the North Lawndale nonprofit Equiticity. And Obaye Reed is the president and CEO of Equiticity. Thank you both so much. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you.